Yo, yo, yo. Hello, howdy. What's up, people? Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. I'm your host, Ben Albert. In the intro there, you heard Nasty Old Man by the Honey Smugglers. In the previous episode, I had Zach Lejeski of the Honey Smugglers on the show. And, well, he's also in a girl named Jenny and Big Small Band. Here now, I present you a conversation with Brian McDonald, the lead singer-songwriter and mandolinist of the Honey Smugglers. I enjoyed this conversation with Brian. We both went to Penfield High School, where I was close friends with his brother Kevin, so Brian and I go way back. Brian is a great storyteller. He tells us the story of how he slowly formed the Honey Smugglers, explained where the name came from, and shoots the shit with me, really. It's a great talk. It's a fun episode. Do enjoy it. Thank you for listening. As always, let's get started. I'm with Brian McDonald from the Honey Smugglers. That's right. Out of here in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And you are the singer-songwriter in the band. You write most of the songs, not I, all of them, though. Um, I guess at this point, I don't, I don't even know if at this point I can say most of. Mm. It probably is most of um, by like a few. But um, yeah, essentially, it started with me writing some songs, and then as we've as we've progressed and you know gotten more comfortable with each other and um, played more together, <clears throat> other band members have been bringing more songs to the table, and and we've worked with them, and it's been really great. I've been blessed. Steve Steve Burke being our bass player, it's the other prominent songwriter in the band. <clears throat> yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask you a little bit how you guys got together, because I, I talked to Zach about mm-hmm. it, but he was kind of on the outside of the situation. Right. I guess he was working. At, yeah. you, you can tell the story way yeah, better yeah, than yeah. I can summarize it. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, um, so, so um, let's see. Uh, I, first, I first started really writing these tunes that, that people are hearing, these, these Honey Smugglers tunes. The early ones, I started writing... Um, mid 2012 i'd say um i i saw cabinet some of some of the people listening might know that band Mm -hmm. yeah so i saw cabinet i was i was down in uh west virginia at the time uh i I was part of an americorps program called americorps and triple c a really cool awesome awesome volunteer program where you're on a team of like 10 to 12 people and you're traveling around the united states working for different nonprofits and I happened to be in West Virginia working for this this little nonprofit in this tiny little town called Thomas, West Virginia. Um, they have this really awesome uh, music venue at the end of the street. It's a it's a one street town with probably like two hundred or three hundred people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so we happened to be there for six days, and the locals were like, "Oh, you got to come out. You're going to be here this Friday. You got to come out and see this band called Cabinet." And I'm like, "Okay." Like, I'm a, I was a big, big fan of live music, you know, for many years at that point, but I never heard this band, Cabinet. Cabinet was still pretty established at that time. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd say. Coming to a real small town. Yeah, yeah, I'd huh. say. Uh, I mean, you know, it, this was, what, this is five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely way bigger than being able to play yeah, this they're tiny huge. Little, yeah. Um, but I think at that time, you know, this little town in West Virginia is a little bit outside of D.C., uh, they were probably playing a DC show that Saturday that was much bigger, but you know mm-hmm. they, they they would stop on their way probably at this little town. Uh, so I saw them and was absolutely blown away. And 
they opened my mind up to this whole new genre of music that I was kind of relatively unaware of. Um, a week later, I I bought a mandolin. And, okay. Wow. Yeah, and I had never played a string instrument before. Um, what had you played? I grew up playing saxophone. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had a little bit of a music background. Um, yeah, and I'll t- I'll toot my own horn here. Mm-hmm. In eighth grade, I was a uh, first chair all county tenor saxophone player. Oh wow! Um, Monroe County. <laughs> Monroe County. Tenor yeah. Sax. All of those all of those skills have. Uh, have faded in time. I don't. But you could obviously uh, you could read music and yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, the basics so it would translate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So any, anyway, I, I picked up a mandolin, being inspired by this band, and mm. um, you know, I started learning some chords and playing here and there, and then I just decided, you know, every now and then I would come up with these different ideas lyrically, and I tried to like fit them to to some of the chord progressions that I was coming up with, and. You know, so I, so that all that all kind of started that year. Um, fast forward probably about six or seven months, and I was finished up with my AmeriCorps program and moving back to Rochester, and you know, still kind of writing these songs. And um, and at the time, you know, I was just I was living at my parents' house and spending a lot of time in my in my childhood bedroom, just trying to figure out this instrument and writing new stuff. And um, I actually saw that. Joe Delaria, who I had known since since I was a wee lad, I was probably we probably knew each other since we were six years old. We went to the same elementary school, grew up playing baseball together. Um, Joe being our guitar player, I saw that he was working with uh, he was doing some sort of um, side project with this guy Sean Rotolo or Groove Slug, who hmm. was part of this band back in the day with. Colin Jones, Dave Brooks, good friends of mine called Mobius Trip. And this is all, by the way, all of me knowing about all this is, mm-hmm. is because of Facebook, which is so incredible. And, and Facebook will come into play a few times in this story. Okay. Um, which, is, which to me is pretty, pretty amazing that you know, all of this could happen because of the advent of Facebook, which is kind of amazing. Absolutely. Um, you know, so anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... so Joe is doing the side project with Sean Rotolo. I saw that on Facebook. Somebody had commented something about that. And and I quick shot Joe a message because, you know, we kind of kept in touch over the years. Um, and I was like, hey, man, I see you're doing this thing with Sean. Like, do you need a singer? And he's like, I didn't know you sang. And I'm like, yeah, I like to sing. And so we started going to that together. And afterwards, after the, we would rehearse in Greece at Sean's place, and then we would leave and go back to Joe's apartment and just hang out and have a few beers, whatever. And I would show him these songs that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. And he really took a liking to them and started writing more, you know, guitar lines over the top of these songs, um, really developing the sound a little bit more. So we were doing that for a while, and we played a couple little minor gigs here and there. Um, and then, you know, we, we, of course, like, had in mind, like, you know, I, I was always hearing a full band in my head when I was playing these songs or writing these songs. Okay, yeah. Um, and so we wanted to add more members, but we, you know, where are we going to, how are we going to do that? You know, we toyed with a couple things. We actually had two of Joe's roommates, um, Emma, who's a good friend and, and, uh, she's done a lot of, uh, this is Emma Shea. Um, she's the keyboard player. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's a fantastic musician, fantastic graphic artist. She's done a lot of our, um, digital artwork, um, both albums. She did a ton of posters that we've used, um, 
our logo. Like she's she's just done so much for us, and we we're really grateful. Anyway, her and um, Chaz, uh, I'm forgetting. Wow, I'm blanking on his last name right now. Chaz uh, Whitborn. Whitborn. Yeah. I know what you're talking Chaz. about. Chaz. I just call him Chaz. Yeah, anyway, yeah. they lived together, and Chaz was playing with us for a while, and you know he had he was busy with other projects, so. We need to really solidify more people mm-hmm. that wanted to be on board and, and really take it seriously with us. And um, so Joe and I, we recorded this video of us playing one of my one of my early tunes called "Peace of Mind." It's on the first album. Um, we sent it off to. Actually, I'll pause right there. On Facebook, I saw that Stephen Burke was moving back from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. He had just finished up his law degree at Syracuse Law. He was moving back to Rochester. I saw that on Facebook, and I remembered when I was about 16, 17, I used to go to Boulder Open Mics um, with Dave Brooks, who, again, he was in Mobius Trip with Colin. Yep. And I've known Colin, again, This is, um, I'm like getting way off in tangents here, but I've known Colin for over a decade as bunch well. A bunch of Penfield kids. Yeah, a bunch of Penfield kids, exactly. Yeah. 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 The, actually, pretty much every name that I've just dropped so far is a Penfield kid. Was Steven Burke um, Penfield? Steve was a Penfield kid. Okay. Steve and I played baseball. We were on the same baseball team in Little League when we were 12 years old. And wow. that's how we first met. Okay. And then, you know, we kind of lost touch over the high school years and everything. But w- there was one night where I went to Boulder Open Mic and Steve happened to be there playing banjo and singing Avett Brothers songs with, with his buddy. Oh, wow. And so, you know, fast forward almost 10 years later or whatever, however many years later it was, and I saw that he was moving back and I just remembered, oh, yeah, like, he plays banjo. Like, why don't we send this video to Steve? Mm-hmm. You know, so we send this video to Steve and he sends a message right back and he's like, wow, that is awesome. Like, when's your guys next practice? I want to show up. And so me and Joe are like, oh, this is sweet. Like, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. Steve shows up to the next practice. He has it down on banjo. He has it on guitar. He has it on cello. He worked out a vocal harmony. We were like blown away. <laughs> like absolutely blown away. How how long had, was it? It was probably a week spent? or less. I mean, uh, Stephen is prepared. Stephen is honestly like one of the most talented dudes I know. Not just musicians, just like everything in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know it's it he blows my mind. Like the guy has an engineering degree. He has a law degree. He wow yeah like he the get he's ridiculous smart guy. He's a you know, <laughs> to say the least yeah. Um, yeah. But musically, I mean, he he can really pick up any instrument and figure shit out. You know, just by ear, it's it's incredible. Um, and such a blessing to have him in our group. And, um, so anyway, that, that happened and and we were just like, okay, learn this one, learn this one, learn this one. And it just worked like that. Um, so fast forward probably from there, a few more months and Chuck freeze comes into the picture. Now Chuck had just moved back to Rochester. Um, he lived up near, uh, in the Adirondacks near Osable chasm for many, many years, um, with his wife and, and kids. And they moved back to Rochester, and <clears throat> he was he's good friends with Charlie Lidner, who I'm sure most listeners here know Charlie Lidner from Charlie Lidner Trio, our Manhattan Project, really, really talented keyboard player mm-hmm. um, here in Rochester. Yep. But he's, yeah. they grew up together, Chuck and Charlie. Not Penfield boys? Not Penfield. These are Arondicoid okay. boys now. Arondicoid boys Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. A okay. little bit further north. <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they grew up together. Charlie kept inviting chuck to um, pro jams where chuck knew that's how chuck knew joe delaria because joe would go to the pro jams and this was maybe three or four years ago and um 
you know, Herb Hines and Chris English, they've been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ben, I see you at like almost every single one of those. Yeah. So you're well aware of that. Um, it's just about every other, other, every other Monday yep. at Buddha pub is yeah. where they're doing it right now. Right. So. Right. And they've been doing it all over the city for a while. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, so Chuck knew of Joe from that. And then he heard about this thing, the honey smugglers and, here's where it gets a little more interesting and kind of, kind of funny. And like, we, we laugh about this now. Um, so Chuck, when he moved back here, he started working at Bristol mountain up on the top of the mountain at, uh, they have a, um, aerial park mm-hmm. that they just, they put in a few years ago. And so he was managing the aerial park and they had their first inaugural, um, you know, like fall party type thing where it was like a mini festival at the top of the mountain there. They had a couple bands play and they had, you know, vendors, food vendors, you know, beer vendors, whatever. And then people could go check out the aerial park. So Chuck was managing and he was in in charge of booking. And so he booked us to play up there. He also put together a group of other musicians that he had met through Charlie, including Charlie, to do like a kind of like a Latin jazz funk fusion band that would play after us. Like we were going to start and then they were going to play after. Awesome. And, and he was going to be part of that. He had his drum kit set up already before we showed up. Mm-hmm. And so we're playing, we're playing. And then Chuck comes over. He's like, Hey guys, like mind if I sit in on a couple tunes? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're like, I guess like, okay. <laughs> and so he sits in and like, he knew, he knew these tunes somehow. Yeah. And I think it's because we, we were like making little Facebook videos of the tunes early on. And like, he knew a little bit of the changes and the stops or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he, it was like clear that he had like listened a little bit and he, he like wanted yeah like he might have, yeah. <laughs> so he like wanted this to happen sure and sure. so it's like this joke that like chuck freeze poached the honey smugglers mm-hmm. you know and like forced his way in which which we're grateful for to be quite honest with you um and and yeah so that happened meanwhile what, what, and this what, is what zach had said and so, yeah and so meanwhile and this yeah. is what you were kind of referring to earlier yeah. zach lejeski was an employee of chuck freeze at the bristol mountain aerial park course just for that summer and zach during like his break or whatever he had like a 10 minute break he hid in the woods and just like watched us from a distance and like you know as time went on as i've like as we've joked and talked about this like Mm -hmm. uh you know i became aware that that he was looking for um a group or musicians that were doing what we were doing because he had just moved back from Virginia and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of like that grassy type feel folk music in, in Virginia. Um, it's like, you know, that's kind of the Appalachian mountain region is kind of where all that really originated. Um, and so he was looking for that. And so it just so happened that, you know, we're playing at this mountain at the same time. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we all just started practicing together and then it, it just like, man, there we are. And then, you know, of course, Scott Calpin recently joining on, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole another story to that. But that's the origins of the Honey Smugglers, I'd say. Sorry if uh, you guys got bored listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Uh, kind of rambled for a while. No, Well, I, I appreciate your attention to detail. It, yeah. So that first show, how was it received? It, you guys just sort of knew that it was going to work? Well, when I the the reason I I ask that is when, when I think about like Chuck just jumping on the drums and yeah. how it came about, yeah. that could have went either way. 
Definitely. And something special, like, just right. must have been in the yeah. air that, you know, yeah. brought all that together to happen totally. so perfectly. Um, totally. I think that, um, you know, I'm sure that if we all listened back mm-hmm. to that right now, we'd be like, oh, uh, a little rougher ooh. than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. But, you know, it, it uh, I guess it's a true testament to, like, you know, we all, we all kind of were in our own way wanting the same thing. Um, and that was just, that was one of those, like, you know, one of those like turning points or stepping points of like, you know, somebody was also excited about what I was doing, which brings me actually to, to a really good and cool point. Um, part of all of this, uh, you know, the whole reason, part of the reason why this even happened in the first place. Um, so, so there's a guy in town, which. Well, I'm sure a lot of these listeners know um, the band Crooked North. Mm-hmm. I know Ben. I know you know them um, quite well. Uh, the Crooked North, uh, Ben Proctor from the Crooked North is an incredible musician and teacher. And even before this started happening where I was, you know, putting this, this group together, I was taking some lessons, some mandolin lessons from Ben Proctor. And he told me, you know, he saw that I was writing these songs and, you know, I had some sort of an idea or vision or, you know, hadn't, you know, really wanted it to go somewhere. And he told me and I, you know, I had I had a lot of, um, uh, I guess, like hesitations um, to go out there and try to find other musicians because, you know, I at the time and even now still too, um, you know, I don't I don't really consider myself a, a, a mandolin player as much as a singer songwriter. Um, and, and even, and way back then, I mean, you know, I was not even close to where I sound now and I can be way better now too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's beside the point, but at that time I was very self-conscious about my playing and I was nervous about trying to get other musicians to play with me because maybe they wouldn't want to, or maybe they would be like, oh, this kid's not that good. Like, why should I play with him? But he instilled in me a very, very important message. And it was, you're writing these songs, you have this vision go out there and find great musicians that want to play your music because you will find them. Um, and that, that really like that really resonated in me. Um, he said, you know, there's, there's millions and millions of amazing musicians out there, but there's not a lot of people that have an idea and a vision mm-hmm. and really want to take it somewhere. And those great musicians that are out there want to follow somebody that's doing that. And so I, I like took that and I was like, I just reminded myself of that over and over and over and over again. And that led to mm-hmm. kind of what, what has happened so far. So um, be resilient with your vision. Totally. People jump on with you. Totally. Yeah. Kind of like that, that, what's that film? Uh, Feel the Dreams? Where oh, they're like, if you build it, they will come. It's that, it's that idea, you know? A little more solidified though. Sure. Sure. So I, so I, I, you know, I attribute a lot of, a lot of what has happened so far to, to Ben Proctor there. Mm -hmm. Um, Great advice. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question, Ben or not, but I'm not sure what I asked, (laughs) but I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a special thing because if you have that vision and you're dedicated to it, you have one fan yourself. And people will see that you're passionate about it. If you were to, if you had 
given up or changed your mind yeah. or went in a different direction, you might not even be your own fan. And if right. you got to start somewhere, and it's True. that vision, that passion. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Also, it also took a lot of encouragement from a lot of mm-hmm. different people for me yeah. to even feel comfortable. Like, did you have pitfalls? Did you have any? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like uh, I don't know. I've always, I've always enjoyed performing, mm-hmm. or like you know, I, I remember like being fourth, fifth grade. Like, they would give me the solos in chorus or whatever, <laughs> like in elementary school. Were you were you kind of uh, extroverted? Did you like yeah, that attention? Totally. Or? Absolutely, I did. And yep, like, so you know, I like the attention, and like, I like being the funny guy and the ham, and like the class clown. Like, that's part of who I am. And like, um, yeah. But but that was all just like for fun, and like get laughs, this and that. When I started writing these songs, and like, you know, kind of like, they, like they meant a lot more than just to be the funny guy. Like, it was like personal. It was it was You're real. Vulnerable. It was vulnerable. Yeah. It took a lot it took a lot of encouragement from a lot of people for me to feel comfortable showing that and like, and like exposing myself like that to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I attribute that to that AmeriCorps year that I was talking about. There were about three or four people that year that just continued to encourage me to sing and to show my music. And like, it just, it took months and months and months of that to like even feel comfortable showing it to like a group of five people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I guess my advice to anybody out there that is nervous or whatever, it's just keep doing it and, and push yourself because, you know, it, wh- what is there to lose? There's really not much to lose. Absolutely. At all. Yeah. Yeah, we, we fail at the things we don't try, so. Exactly. Yeah. So just to digress, would you encourage people to join the AmeriCorps to try that out? Oh, yeah. Um, especially at a younger age? Absolutely. Absolutely. It sounds like it really played a pivotal role. It did. It was a really, really cool experience. Um, I mean, I could talk about that for <laughs> forever. I mean, like, the, the amount of, like... We'll, we'll start a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll start. <laughs> AmeriCorps adventures, Yeah, Adventures in Volunteering <laughs> with your host, Ben Albert. <laughs> I think you'd have to host that one. I could host it. Yeah. Yeah, you just got... I mean, you know, you, you got. you'd have to really, like, keep on me to, like, be able to do it. I mean... Like, for example, I think the first time we talked about me being on the, on the Groovecast with you, it was like November, and, and it's, it's May now, so, <laughs> so I, I'm like, you know. Definitely a two-sided street. Yeah, you need to. I, we I, I think the last time we were going to do this, I took a nap or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, remember you, I remember at one point you wanted to go play laser tag for Martin's birthday, Oh yeah. and I was going to go oh. shoot guns out in Marion. So like, mm-hmm. whatever we have our obligations and priorities. Laser. I'm tank. glad we're able to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Goods. <laughs> we're adults. Yeah. Yeah. Let us take a brief break to listen to another track from the Honey Smugglers' self-titled album. Here is "Gone Are the Days" by the Honey Smugglers. Don't need your help No use trying to be my friend That archangel 
pretend It's just fate The bitter days ahead Must I remind You once again That I won't come find you When we reach the end Girl, don't try to run to me Cause I don't want your company So just let me be And I'll let you be No use trying to run away Some other God was so unkind To leave me with a worried mind We're gone all the day Where I pretend It's just a fate The bitter days ahead Must I remind You once again That I won't come to find you When we reach the end appreciate you being here yeah dog um allowing yourself to be vulnerable for the listeners and telling your tale yes so um so that that was at the bristol mountain that was Mm -hmm. pretty much the first was that the first real honey smuggler show other than open mics or practice um then what what did it look like at that point like like Joe, Steve, and I, and then Chaz and Emma sometimes. Um, we did a couple other, like, random shows. Like, there was, like, a Bug Jar singer-songwriter night that we played. Um, Tyler Pierce was part of that. Um, and then, I forget his name, but Be Free. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was part of that. Yep. And a few other a few other people. Um, so we did random things here and there. I wouldn't even consider that that Bristol. Like, honestly... What I consider the first Honey Smuggler show was like mm-hmm. the first time that the all five of us played together. Um, okay. Because I felt like. Did you have the name Honey Smugglers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was calling it the Honey Smugglers since like Joe and I first started doing our little thing. You know, you've actually told me this story before. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you guys yeah. want to hear this? Yeah, story? of course. <laughs> it's really not that interesting. <laughs> uh, I like it. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you the truthful story. Because there's been different iterations. As Where time did has gone. The, the name The Honey Smugglers come okay. from? So the name The Honey Smugglers. So I was talking earlier about Colin Jones, um, guitarist from Haywa, Aka the Panthers, Stereo Nest, a very talented dude. His older brother, mm-hmm. Brett, who was one of my best friends growing up um, in high school, still is still is one of my best friends. Penfield but, uh, Boys. Penfield Boys represent. Mm-hmm. So, so Colin is a few years younger. Brett's my age. Brett showed me this artist, Boney Vare, um, and this was probably, I don't know, 2010, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with his music, but I didn't know his name, and for some reason, I I thought he had said Boney Bear, um, <laughs> and so I was listening to this CD that he had burned me, and you know, for like weeks, and then I, I like called him up or something, I ran into him, I'm like, Brett... 
Like I love, I love that CD burned me. I need more bony bear. And he's like laughing at me. <laughs> he's just laughing. <laughs> I was like, "What are you laughing about?" Like I love bony bear. He goes, he goes, no, dude, it's bone iver, like b o n i v e r. It's like French or something. I'm like oh, bony bear. But for some reason, bony bear and the honey smugglers <laughs> that just like popped in my head. Yeah, bony bear and the honey smugglers. And so for a while, I was toying with that. Like even before I even started the the band, I had Bony Bear and the Honey Smugglers just like in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I started this project, and it like made sense to call it the Honey Smugglers because it's just like drop the Bony Bear part. Yeah, drop the Bony Bear. You know. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it could have been quite ironic if I called myself Bony Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think in an essence that is who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially the bony part. In case you guys didn't know, I'm like super, super thin. You're so, average. I guess I'm average. I don't yeah. think you're overly thin. <laughs> <laughs> By any means. Yeah. yeah. Come see how thin I am at the next <laughs> Honey Smuggler show. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the origin of the name. And uh, it's just kind of stuck. Very cool. Um, yeah. And you've been playing some solo shows with steve lately yeah yeah um well we did like a little so so uh tim braley um hosts parties up at the people's attic or he did for a while mm-hmm. they're kind of they're not as kind of private parties yeah private parties um and recently steve and i were part of one of those it was a benefit show um and we we did you know more low-key stuff i really enjoy working with steve because um, he has just such a good ear, like I was saying earlier, and he he is just so good at harmonizing mm-hmm. and knows how to accommodate and, and accompany any musician. And so he kind of takes my style and, like, enhances it, which cool. is so cool to work with. Um, and, yeah, I'm really excited about doing more of that with Steve. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're playing... One of Ben's uh, gigs here uh, coming up uh, next next Wednesday, May seventeenth, uh, over at Temple, which we're pretty pumped about. But it allows it allows us to kind of do more low key, like you know, mm-hmm. softer music um, that the Honey Smugglers. Mm, not that we couldn't pull off, but it's just like not in our nature to try to pull off as much. Mm-hmm. So you can take a little more liberty with. Are you, you're going to play some covers and yeah. change it up a little bit? Yeah, totally, totally. You might play. I think the plan is we're gonna do we're gonna do a handful of covers, um, just by some of our favorite artists that uh, that we've been wanting to play. I've been wanting to play these songs for like my whole life in front of crowds, and mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, we're gonna I think we're gonna try out some newer tunes that we've been working on, uh, and you know just take it from there. It's gonna be a good night. We're pumped about it. Awesome. But I do want to bring up so so the people's attic thing mm-hmm. that I was talking about that I'd say that was you know it, that was essentially our first real show as the five piece honey smugglers, not this past one that I was talking about, but like years ago previously um, yeah, yeah, uh it was like November of two thousand fourteen, and oh wow, yeah, I think it was around then um Tim invited us we knew I knew Tim from the from the open mics that he used to host at Boulder Coffee. Um, and and so he invited us to come play up there. He heard that I was putting together this group, and so we played, and, you know, like 90 people were there in this tiny house, and it was just 
it was so much fun. Everybody was everybody was super super, you know, uh, supportive of what we we're doing, and like we just had a party, and like I met so many awesome people that now I I can I can happily call good friends um, that I didn't know until this party. Wow. Um, and then that it kind of like honestly like if it wasn't for Tim and doing that and introducing us to that many people, like like I don't I, I mean. I don't know what our fan base would be, honestly, right now. Mm-hmm. Because that after that party that we did, mm-hmm. the next show we did, the first show we ever played at Temple, it was like all of those people had told five of their friends and then all of them showed up to our show, which was like just incredible. Like yeah. amazing to have a packed house for our first public show, you know? And and like thank you, thank you, Tim. <laughs> like, my God. And thank you everybody that has come out from that day on and like mm-hmm. continued to show our music to their friends and you know bring them out to shows and like like that's why we do this is because it's just i mean it's it's addicting like the feel of like connecting with a crowd like that and and just yeah so i don't know i could it's, i could go on and on about that but it's definitely it has to be well earned at the same time so it's amazing that tim gave you guys this opportunity yeah but then you stepped up to the task and you impressed all those people is what it sounds like. Yeah, I guess so. Um, my roommate cool. Martin just walked oh, in the door. Look who doors. we got. Hello. Look who we got here. Hello. Yeah. Looking dapper as always. Mm-hmm. Quiet. Yes. Carry <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so, and you know, work well done. Thanks, buddy. Is, there's been bands that I've went to at house parties and I had a great time never went to see him again hmm. so you guys must have made an impression so that's cool thanks yeah. buddy appreciate that no doubt <laughs> yeah so what were we talking about though a minute ago i don't know Is that kind of went on another freaking tangent i'm listening to that alarm yeah it's funny because um through basic speakers that might not come up you put on some good headphones oh they're gonna hear that yeah, yeah. so i like to address it like to address it. That's great. There, I call it the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah. ear. The elephant in the earwax. There you go. You should probably get some Q-tips, man. Pretty small elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the skinny elephant. Yeah. Skilly, the skinny elephant earwax. Um, I'm not sure what, what exactly we were talking about. We were just kind of... <laughs> we almost just held hands there. There you go. <laughs> For those of you listening, I just put my arm up on the couch that Ben has his arm up on, and we. I'm gonna grab a beer now. <laughs> uh, are people still listening to this? <laughs> God bless you if you are. Mister Kids yelling like everything just happened all at once yeah, when yeah, it rains yeah. it pours, you know? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, um, we talked about cabinet, Boney Bear. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah, any um? Yeah. Bony Bear, Bony Bear. <laughs> Do you have any um, current influences that kind of drive you to be better? Anyone that you're looking up to right now, local or national? Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest ones, like right off the top of my head, um, is this band out of out of Binghamton called Milkweed. Okay. And um, I've heard of them, but I haven't seen them. Yet. Yes, you absolutely. Everybody who hears this, <laughs> do yourself the favor to go check this group out. It is it is absurd. Um, essentially, it's a three piece. Mm-hmm. 
uh, two guitars, one bass. Um, lead singer, songwriter is just brilliant. Um, it's really, it's really soft, low key, like poetic music, um, but incredibly tasteful. Mm-hmm. And um, female uh, harmony vocalist. Um, they, the three of them, all harmonize together like just impeccably. Um, anyway, we've last summer uh, the Smugglers we played this party up in uh, Pulaski, and um, we were hired by this by this couple who at the time we had we didn't know who they were at all. Um, they they reached out to us and were like, hey, do you want to play this party? We we have every year, you know, we're looking to have you guys and then, you know, maybe another band play. We're like, okay, we'll do it. They're going to set us up with, you know, a place to stay and some beers and some pay. And we're like, okay, let's do it. Like, well, you know, what's the worst that happened? We'll, let's go up there. Excuse me. And so, so we go up and ends up being like two of the most incredible, awesome people we've ever met. That's Monique and Andy Ritter. I'm sorry, Ruddy from, from Syracuse. They have a band called the Ruddy Well Band. Mm. Um, and so they they hosted us. It was awesome. And then this band Milkweed, who we'd never heard of either, from Binghamton, was also there. And so they were slated to play before us. Mm-hmm. They got up there and started their first song, and like all of us, like just like stopped and like our jaws dropped, and we're yeah. like, well, "Who is this? And how will we not know this? Because this is the most gorgeous music we've heard from like mm-hmm. not just regionally, but like." Like most bands we've ever listened to, like this is incredible. And so we like we sat like totally, you know, awestruck throughout their entire set, and we grabbed their record, and, and um, we've just been listening to them like pretty much nonstop for the last year. Uh, so so, you know, I've I've been I, yeah, I've been obsessed with their music. Um, they've actually uh, they've been working on this new type of sound right now. They're they're so they're typically a three-piece, but they've been doing the seven-piece electric set that they're just starting to kick off, and they're going to do this little hmm. uh, run of shows doing that, and then at the end of that, they're going to start recording an album with the full seven-piece Milkweed Electric, I think they're calling it. Um, but anyway, uh, plug of, plug of them like they're they're just something else. Yeah, definitely check them out. Going. And you know, I'm listening to to joe's lyrics and he's the he's the main songwriter mm-hmm. um it's just something that i would aspire to be able to write like even even his like you know even the song that he thinks is the worst song he's ever written i would love to be able to write a song <laughs> that good <laughs> like you know what i mean wow um but i think that that's i think that generally like with with artists or songwriters there's always going to be you know, somebody that you look up to so much that you feel like you'll never achieve what they've achieved, you know? Um, anyway, huge inspiration. Um, I'm going to have to give them a listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that, I think that, uh, my songwriting as of late has kind of been more, you know, softer, more like, um, I don't know, low key, uh, keep using those two terms, but, uh, I think that's inspired a lot by, by them also elliot smith kind of recently started listening a lot more of um you know i over the years i've listened to a little bit but but like past few months i've just been i've been really diving into his um his catalog and like he elliot smith is at this point honestly one of one of my favorite artists of all time 
Um, if you're not familiar with his music, go check him out too. Uh, something really special about everything that he does. I wish I could tell you I've listened to much of him. There's so many people mm-hmm. that I've spoken to. Yeah. You know, I guess it's real poetic and yeah. it's just really um, just sensitive and honest. Yep. yep. I, I, I've heard a couple of songs, but mm-hmm. I, I have to go ahead and. Yeah. Is there an album that you'd suggest offhand? Um, or or what, what were you listening to last? Well, so so I found at like a at like a I feel like it was like a garage sale. I found this like um, disc. It was like introduction to Elliot Smith, and so it's like a compilation oh. of a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And so I just like have that CD in my car right now. So it's just like a it's a collection of a like his work from like all over. But um, honestly, like just just dive in, <laughs> just dive in. Yeah, um, it's all so good. And there's you know you can you can hear his development over time like you know moving from just guitar and voice to like um there's this album where he's he's playing all of the instruments involved mm-hmm. um yeah no i he's he, not only is poetic and genuine and everything you're saying but his chord progressions and his songwriting is so freaking intricate but you wouldn't know unless you were like try to learn the songs like you're yeah. listening and you're like, oh, that like it's all seamless. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. it's seamless, incredibly intricate songwriting, which is just like mind blowing to me. Well, um, yeah, yeah, very very cool. Yeah, I um trying to remember his name. I feel bad, but I, I still want to reference him. It's the singer songwriter from Rockwood Ferry. Hmm. They're out of Ithaca. I'm pretty sure he's actually a professor. Um, a yeah. music teacher at Ithaca College. That could be totally wrong. I'm okay. going to look it up after this. <laughs> it's like teasing Chopin or Chopak, forgetting his name. Huh. I kind of want to find my phone and look it up. But he, I thought he was worth bringing up because I've seen Rockwood Ferry a couple of times. And they were kind of like a softer string mm-hmm. band. And his writing's just amazing. And I've seen him play personally once. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Adrian, the bass player, um, Adrian D'Angelo from, Sub- yeah. D'Angelo from Subsoil, yeah. he was doing sound, and he's even the one who mentioned to me, like, at Three Edge Brewery, mm-hmm. he's the one who mentioned to me, like, it's the best, like, musician to play here that I've seen. Like, okay. this guy's special. I gotta and see this guy, then. It's It's the same, it's the same line of just soft, meaningful, like, just powerful, driven lyrics that... Yeah. everything's bass brilliant musicians and apologies for butchering his name for <laughs> you yeah you have to get back to me on that um, one dude rockwood fairy is a, a great band and okay. i guess he's gone solo recently Sweet. i don't know if rockwood fairy is still together but okay cool totally worth a listen cool sweet i love that yeah man always always down for new recommendations always great. the regional scene man i know ithaca binghamton seriously man I mean, even just like 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 everybody keeps saying it, and it's so true, mm-hmm. and it never ceases to amaze me. The Rochester music scene is like is just so amazingly eclectic, and the fans are just so supportive of so many different styles of music, and continue to come out week after week after week to support these bands. And it's not just like I mean, it is a party and it is a good time, but it's not only that. Like people are listening, people know these songs. Mm-hmm from countless bands and like it's just it's amazing to see 
It's amazing to see. And the family just keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And it seems like, you know, it's, there's no end to it. And it's so awesome. And, and we're just so blessed to be in such an, such an awesome city where that's all going on, you know, not to mention there's so many really, really good bands around here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a blessing in itself. Um, I couldn't agree anymore. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, just to use this week as an example, and I'm not going to be able to name everything. There's so much going mm-hmm. on. You can catch music almost every day of the week. Yep. But um, Sunday, which was last night at yep. the time of now, the bouncer from Flower City Station is actually a rapper, and he had an event, Cinco oh, de Bazo, oh, yeah. where he did like his rap stuff. Yes. And then not a couple days later, um, Chris James and Mama G are playing at Temple with yep. Arthur Bozo oh, yeah. from Blind Alban. Definitely. And not a couple. The next day, we've got Marvin, who the two main guys are actually f- out of like Israel hmm. or that area, and they're like Prague fusion yep. jazz, incredible like aficionado kind of music. Yep. And then. Not a couple of days later, we've got Cha Cha and the Nindora Band. Oh my which gosh! Which is Big Mean Sound Machine yeah. out of Ithaca, New York, and Cha Cha yeah. from Mosaic Foundation. Oh my god! And that's only naming a few songs a this few week shows, yeah. that we're well, talking. But then, was, then we also got the Jimi Hendrix thing and the Jimi Hendrix tribute, right? Which is like all, a slew of the best Rochester musicians. All the as best well. Rochester, yeah. Not all the best Rochester not musicians, them, but, but like yeah. a bunch of great Rochester yeah, yeah, yeah. musicians coming yeah. together. For Jimi Hendrix 50th anniversary, awesome. I forgot about that. It's gonna be but so just awesome. Looking at that, I mean, we've got yeah. rap, we've got jazz right. fusion, we've got folk music. Yeah. every single week. <laughs> yeah, every day. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the and the coolest part about that all is you're mentioning all these different varieties of and styles of music. Mm-hmm. Is you'll see the same crews of people out at all those different shows, you know. Like, of course, there are people that will tend to go to, you know, more of your folky bluegrass shows or mm-hmm. tend to go to more of the funk shows. But it's kind of, I mean, there's there's a huge crew of people that go to all of those shows, mm-hmm. um, which is so amazing. And, and again, a blessing to have people like that in Rochester that care, which I love. Absolutely. I love it. And I'm one of them. Yeah. I mean, you'll see me out at a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. too. Um, that's a big part um that's plays a role in i think honey smuggler's popularity you guys are part of the scene like you're friendly dudes you're good dudes you go out to each <clears throat> other band shows you go out and support you're part of the community and people like to support their friends and their family yeah. and that's a good thing you know everybody comes out and they support each other that's cool it's true i guess that's cool yeah i mean yeah i I mean, you know, it's not, I don't, I guess I never really thought about it like that, Yeah. but it's like, it is very true. Um, I honestly, I just like, <laughs> I really love live music and <laughs> I really love going out because yeah. I live alone and I'm like bored if I don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I think that that's, I think that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if, if, you know, if there's somebody that, who I don't necessarily know, that mm-hmm. um, you know, I've never seen their music before, but they come out to support and see my show, and I know that they have a show coming up. I'm going to make an effort to go see them too, yeah. you know. And I think that that's generally, you know, that's that's kind of what uh, that does happen for mm-hmm. sure. 
for sure. When, but the, and across the board, like Rochester in general and the music scene here is filled with musicians that all support each other. Absolutely, it's incredible. I mean, like. Yeah, I can't. I can't even begin to start mentioning the names because I could go on. There's like a list forever. The Pro um, Jam's a, a good example of it. Uh, maybe not of just people supporting each other, but yeah. the the variety of people that go to the Pro Jams yeah. and play at the Pro Jams. Totally. It's awesome, and yeah. then they all go to each other's shows during the week, and yeah. then on Monday they come together and yeah. do something as a collaborative effort. So yeah, absolutely. You're darn tootin'. What's that? I said you're darn tootin'. Darn? You're darn tootin'. Uh, yeah, just forget about it, man. I don't get the reference. <laughs> I'm just saying you're, you're damn right. You're oh, darn tootin'. Oh, yeah, and we're darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know? You said darn I thought you said darn tootin'. I said darn uh, tootin'. Yeah, you ever hear of that? <laughs> darn tootin'? It's the new, it's the new jam. Boots and cats. Yeah. Boots and cats and boots. Yeah, there you go. Boots and cats. Ooh. Darn tootin'. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Darn you. Well, here we are. Everybody still listening? We're falling apart here. We're falling apart. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, hey. Um. So what? What's getting you better? Get it. I'm falling apart over here. It's right? okay. What's getting you out of bed in the morning? Like, what you looking forward to? What's new? Oh, what's with getting me out of bed? The honey smugglers. Actually, it doesn't have to be about the honey smugglers. It can be about anything. But, hey. You know, I uh, um really happy with with uh, with pretty much you know every aspect that's going on right now. Um, so so smuggler wise, um, really excited because we are in the beginning phases of working on album number three. And um, so we have a bunch of tunes that, that are picked out and most of them are pretty much completed. There's a few little things here and there of some other tunes that we need to work on. But, um, you know, we're really excited to get back in the studio. We've been kind of itching to do that again um, and really see where we can take this next one. Uh, you know, we're going to be working again with uh, Matt Rarman out at Green Room Studios, who does an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Um, works with a, with a bunch of Rochester musicians as well. Um, he's just an incredible, incredible sound engineer and has such a good ear for the music. So I'm going to be working really closely with him on this next one. And, and uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that there. But that's a huge part, a huge thing that we're looking forward to. And uh, it's keeping me, keeping me motivated. Um, Do you have a lot of the songs written or oh, yeah. you're still writing for it? You yeah, no, I like pretty much it's pretty much all solidified. Oh um, wow. Yeah, there's a couple tunes that we need to like, you know, oh, are we gonna are we gonna add like a bridge here? Are we gonna like add another chorus or like whatever? Mm-hmm. Um but for the most part for the most part it's all worked out. Um you know, of course when you're in the studio things change and you know things develop more and so we're excited to see see where that goes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we had a couple of cool cool things lined up for the summer. Um, you know, we're 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 playing a little less than we we did last year. Um, you know, just because you know the whole thing of the album, and then you know we're we're just kind of taking a little a little time in between shows. Um, you know, we we recently added Scott on, of course, um, which which I'm happy to talk more about too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Kalpin, 
good 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 friend of ours incredible musician um you guys might know people listening might know him from mulberry soul uh who's we always kind of consider like like a sister band of ours um mm-hmm. and we played a bunch of shows together and and consider them very very close friends um and then so gabe from mulberry soul uh moved away to to eugene oregon and so mulberry kind of i wouldn't say split but like you know just not playing as many shows and kind of took a little indefinite hiatus for a little while um, i'm sure we're going to see a resurgence of them someday which is going to be awesome and we're going to be so pumped about because we fucking love that band there's something coming we love that band yeah there's something coming i don't know if you know about it Ooh. yet but... Ooh, that's exciting yeah i think i do know <laughs> do <you>? yeah maybe <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna keep my mouth shut yeah, all the time. Yeah, but, but people should get excited. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure when this will be released. This mm. episode, okay. But it's very likely that that will not be released yet. Okay, at least what's on my mind. Gotcha. Sweet. But if it hasn't, I hope I'm really yeah keeping people <laughs> yeah. gonna <laughs> yeah totally yeah. So so yeah. I mean um, yeah. Scott, when when that happened. And, you know, and we were just like, hey, Scott, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've been thinking about this. And, uh, yeah, what Poking do you him think over about, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you think about being a smuggler? And he was all on board. And so we've been uh, spending a lot of time um, working with Scott to, like, get him up, up to speed, really. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't really take much to get him up to speed, but, like, having him feel totally comfortable with the songs and giving him the freedom and and ability to just like what direction do you want to take it scott and you know allowing him that creative input Mm -hmm. just like the rest of us have with the group and that just takes some time and so we're really excited about the future with scott and the future of the band and Mm -hmm. you know where we can take it to the next level and uh in terms of sound and you know whatever i mean honestly i'm happy with i'm happy with where we are i'm happy with you know wh- what we've done in in recent recent history and you know i i'm more concerned about developing the sound into a more mature like you know and just continuing to ride the ride the wave that we've we've kind of created mm-hmm. um yeah and it's it's really fun and it's so super awesome having scott on board with it like can i couldn't ask for a cooler guy to be able to add to this group Absolutely. Yeah, he's just the man. No, and he's got a badass record collection. If you ever have a chance to go and, and visit his house, he lives down in Naples. Yeah. Um, with his amazing girlfriend, Desiree. He has one of the most badass record collections I've ever seen. It's just, it's huh. amazing. It's amazing. Very cool. Oh, my God. He probably has, like, like over 300 records, and, like, every one of them is just, like, oh, my Incredible. God, you have that? Oh, you have that? Yeah. Oh, where'd you get that? You know? This is, like, so good. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, dog. <laughs> I look forward to hearing the new album. Thanks, bud. And me too. Seeing you. Do you have any dates released for spring and summer at the moment? Um. Well, the next thing the Smugglers are doing is is June 9th. Uh, we're playing at uh, a thing called the Hometown Throwdown. It's down at uh, Love and Cup out in Henrietta. Oh wow. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's a. Well, three I, I know Love and Cup, but I haven't heard uh-huh. of that that event. 
Yeah, it's like you know how they do the the homegrown in the winter. Yep. This is like the summertime homegrown type deal, but Ooh. with a different kind of theme. Essentially, what they do is they pair local beers with local restaurants, and you know, like a a specific plate from whatever restaurant. Mm-hmm. They pair them, and people can go around and get samples of all these meals and and with the beers, and then they vote on them. So they call it the hometown throwdown. And it's also supplemented with with music. Um, I don't know if they've announced it yet, but there's another really cool band that's going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's going to be really fun. And then the next night, uh, we're out in Hannibal uh, at Hey Dude After Hours has been throwing these festivals out in Hannibal. Uh, this one's going to be called The Spring Up, and it's Spring a up. really awesome lineup of regional acts, and we're really excited to be part of that. Yeah, freak Base. Check out that land. Yeah, Freak Base is um. there. I think Haywa's there. Haywa, Tweed. Yep, Tweed, killer band, killer band. There's actually, they have, they're they still releasing a headliner, but that's okay. not out yet either. Oh, no. sick. Yeah, okay, that's cool. another thing that's on the down low. Awesome. So. You're going to have to tell me once we're off air here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're really pumped about that. Um, you know, it, we've, been, we've been hearing about that spot for a while now, and we're mm-hmm. excited to finally go check it out and play. Um, so yeah, we got that going on, and, and I'm sure there, there's gonna be many more things going on for us. Um, you know, we're not looking at this anytime soon. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, Doug, thanks for coming on the show, Benny. Thank you for having me, man. It's a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy to see you're doing this. This is super cool, man. And uh, yeah, can can be happier and, and more proud. Yeah, so. we'll we'll drop off air and we'll schedule the AmeriCorps podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Get that started. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll see you at a show probably tomorrow <laughs> or whenever else next because I, so anybody anybody who doesn't know Ben that happens to be listening to this, which I doubt anybody that's listening to this. Well, actually, I heard that you got you had like seven what seven million views or listens the other day. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking at me with a blank face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ben is like one of the biggest supporters of local music that I've ever met in my entire life. I think that you and Adrian Delella, when she used to live here, mm-hmm. we'll give a little name drop there, um, that gave each other a run for their money because, like, you probably go to, like, 300 shows a year, right? Um, I'd say. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, I'd that's, say not, that's five to six a week, which... Right, and sometimes you go yeah. to, like, two or three a night. If so It's if, probably more than that, honestly. If you If we were to count bands... Yeah, yeah, yeah thousands right because i mean, you'll see 40 at a festival sometimes. right true but true true um yeah on that on that topic I try to be as present as possible yeah and i don't keep track yeah but i bet if i kept track i would even but, amaze myself yeah <laughs> yeah so so ben thank I love, you i love seeing live music yeah dog so thank you for for having me on here thank you for all the support that you do for you know all the support that you have for the community for all of the bands like for putting this podcast together because this is such a cool thing um this was a lot of fun man so thank you so much you're a man thank you let's get an audible high five into the microphones (laughs) did you guys hear that yeah that was an awesome high five
as always, thank you for listening to the Rochester Groovecast. Thank you to Brian for being on the show with me. Thank you to all who support myself, the Honey Smugglers, and the show, and local music. Got to throw that in there. All of Rochester, New York. We got a great thing going on here. Check out the show notes for more information and to keep in touch. Please subscribe to Rochester Groovecast wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or any podcast app. Leave a review, any feedback. I love it. I want to hear what you think. Thanks a trillionth time. We will close out with one more Honey Smuggler tune. Thanks, Brian. This is Missing You by the Honey Smugglers. I'm missing you. And I'm missing you. And I'm missing you.